0: Liz King acquisition is another hurdle, another day into the source code leak, layoffs, layoffs, new TV shows, new arcade one up, fish mischief. Oh, that could be interesting. As the Federal Reserve attempts to manufacture a recession, spicy. Microsoft news everyone heard about, Splatfest, delay because of the war. Huh. This intro is Mumblecore and a bit of how the sausage is made. Now it's time for your hosts, Rob Roberts, Jamie Summers, and Loki, to tell you about the very whelming week of gaming news. Starting right now on the show where every gamer has a voice.
1: Hello, my friends out there on the interwebs, and welcome back to another week of the show where every gamer has a voice. It is Orange Lounge Radio. We are live once again with episode number 946 of our show for tonight, January the 29th of 2023. My name is Rob Roberts, and I am joined every Sunday night as we broadcast uh, with my co-hosts. Say hello to Dark Sakura or Jamie Summers. What's up? Hello, hello. How are you, my friend? Mm, all right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just, I'm just right okay. Out. Just all right. I have a little bit of a headache. Oh, but, I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's the I'm going back to work on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And um, I don't know how I how I feel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, it's understandable. I bet your coworkers miss you though. Except, are you going back in person? I can't remember if you go to the office Two or here. a week. Okay. Okay. So some, some. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Out of,
2: you know, my four days. And I know that, like, the first two days I get there are going to be, hey, do all your training. Hey, look how much email you have. Oh, (laughs) guess what? You have to upgrade your OS on two computers.
1: That's the worst part about taking any time off. You can take a day off, and it's like the email mountain you come back to is always absurd.
2: And thankfully, like, 90% of it is stuff that I can delete. It's just... I set up mail rules, and... They don't always work. And mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Uh, let's also say hello, of course, to the one and only Techmaster Loki. How's it going? Hi, Loki. How are you? I'm all right. Catching uh- a cold. But I'm all right. Oh, no. I hope it's only a cold. <laughs>
2: Let it go you shouldn't Probably. catch it
1: <laughs> yeah let it go let it run free uh what is what is that that's playing behind you tonight because we do tape live every sunday night at six o'clock pacific nine o'clock eastern at the voice geeks network twitch.tv slash vog network and as we tape live you can see video of us uh doing this show but of course everything is as always uh, in the audio form for you find folks that listen through a podcast app such as Spotify iTunes whatever Amazon music I think does them now wherever you listen to podcasts we're there uh and uh but if you are watching live you get to see some video including whatever this is that Matt is playing uh, that I can't tell what this is it looks like a scary game of some sort because I think it's something's not. oh it looks like something scary is about to happen there
3: no no it's it's bone lab it's um it's a vr game by stress level zero it's their, their sequel it's a pretty cutting edge vr game um that i, I need to play i i have it and i have my vr in a box <laughs> my uh oculus Rift s in a box and stuff so um I no i don't think it's too scary there's skeletons i guess
1: Okay, well, I was going to say, a little scene that looked like it was playing behind you looked kind of freaky, but a little little triggering for some crowds, yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, it's it's just, I I don't know. I think you go through, I don't remember the exact premise of the game. I think you go through, like, different modules or whatever. There are different time periods.
0: Mm. Oh, like Quantum Leap.
3: Sort of, like, it looks like you're kind of, like, being treated like a witch here, and then you fall into a dungeon, you fight, you know skeletons and then there's another one you fight like robots and stuff
1: can i ask a completely fucking random question this is orange lounge radio right and we don't have a lot the news this week was a little bit shorter we can get on a tangent once in a while right especially if it has to do with a video game or in this case why isn't there this video game and my question is why don't we have a quantum leap video game how has that never happened over the years? I, I'm talking even because they just relaunched it, right? There's a newer version, right? It doesn't have uh, the same actors. Well, one of them passed away, but uh, it's it's uh, from what I understand, it's a completely passable version of the show. It's not terrible like a lot of reboots. It sounds like NBC is actually kind of getting the reboot thing because I, I hear the Night Court one is pretty good too. But I understand why Night Court's not a video game. I don't understand why Quantum Leap isn't a video game. Or am I missing something? from the 80s or night. Was there an obscure game I just didn't know about? Cuz I know a lot of TV like Star Trek Next Generation had a Super Nintendo game. Uh there was a lot of stuff that had video game. I don't remember Quantum Leap ever having a video game.
3: No, I don't think it did, but um I don't know what that would be.
1: Well, like you're like you're talking about you're hopping into different bodies and sol- sol- solving different adventures like the show. Maybe they could actually do an ending that fucking doesn't just end like the original show did, you know? uh looking in chat uh dark Tizia says uh, right uh also i hear the sequel got another season yeah i heard that too that's kind of one reason i bring it up is that you know a lot of those revivals of old shows some of well i shouldn't say a lot of them some of actually quite a few of them have done very well the roseanne without roseanne is like still going there's um uh the will and grace was on for several seasons there, so there's a lot of shows that come back and they do pretty well but um yeah, Fifth Dream says too much plot, not enough action. Maybe Questbuster with the suggestion, a scum-like adventure based on Quantum Leap would be neat. Now you're talking. Now you're talking like a more text-based, spa- well, not text-based, but you know, old school '90s PC King's Quest, Lucas Arts RPG in Quantum Leap. Hell yeah! Now, now we're talking. Let fucking. Not Telltale games, but I guess they are Telltale games again. But the people that are making games like the old Telltale games, let them do a quantum leap game. Hell yeah, I'd rather see that than Jurassic Park. Anyway,
3: I don't know. I'll take a I'll take a scum based Seinfeld game because I already know that someone's made that concept <laughs> and it looked hilarious.
1: Bobby Blackwolf with the uh, realistic answer saying licensing, which yeah, but you know NBC, NBC, Comcast, Universal should license more of their stuff. Isn't Jurassic Park a Universal? Well, I guess it's based on a book though, so maybe that one end up a little different. But uh, hell, uh, if you if you were to open that up, you could have a Save by the Vel- Bell video game. Uh, you could have <laughs> you could have all sorts of things. <laughs> anyway,
3: I mean, they made a High School Musical game, so why not?
1: Why not? Exactly. That's exactly my point. If these crappy things can have video games, why can't Quantum Leap? Uh, Tiger Claw points out there was an article on Eurogamer in 2021 that says someone should make a game about Quantum Leap. Well, there, somebody and I over on that website are on the same wavelength then. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the games we know are coming out or in some cases did come out. Let's talk a little bit about that Microsoft Developer Direct that's kind of taken over the headlines this week as our first topic for tonight. Uh, Loki, do you want to talk about this? Did you watch it? I I, I must admit, I, I, I was able to watch it. it. Um, just a quick aside, my dad had surgery this week, and although it went well, um, there was a complication that caused us to go to the ER that same night. He's fine. Everything is, is, but it's just, it was a bumpy road to get there. So my point is I was a little removed from some of this this week and I didn't watch this live. I didn't really do catching up on gaming news until the weekend with other stuff going on. I'm sure y'all can understand. No one's going to fault me, but just to put that in perspective. So I didn't watch this live. I just kind of caught up on the cliff notes. I, am I'm not sure if I'm assuming Jamie doesn't usually watch the Microsoft stuff live, but Loki, I don't know if you did.
3: I didn't watch it live. I knew it was coming and I, I forgot what time it was on. Um, I watched it after or part of it after the fact, mm. um, only the beginning of it. So, uh, they showed off. Was it a new trailer? It was kind of boring. It was really boring. Uh, at least this trailer was for, uh, Minecraft legends showing off the, the PVP four V four, um, uh, mode that they have, which.
0: meh
3: Okay, cool. Um, so there's that and then um they announced the date that's coming out which is april 18th so um it'll be part of game pass that's probably gonna be the way i'll check it out cause i'm not buying that it like i said this has the fallout 76 um feel to me the the oh no wait no it actually wasn't fallout 76 elder scrolls online it was um the more I saw of that game, the less I wanted to play it and same with Minecraft Legends, the more I see of this, the less I want to play it. It just doesn't look interesting. um they had a little bit of a kind of preview of Forza Motorsports, which is I guess you know kind of they're not incrementing the numbers anymore, kind of rebooting, I guess if you will. And um, looks cool. They've, uh, you know, really stepping up, like, the different physics as far as, like, paint and even just the, you know, car physics themselves, the damage models, dirt accumulation. Like, you know, all that, like, intricate stuff that's (laughs) just, like, way too detailed. But, you know, at this point, like, the cars look like cars. You got to get to that in unnecessary detail
1: um irl
2: stuff we take for granted i know why
1: why is like realistic dirt so funny to me i don't know why it's funny i want to see like bug,
3: uh, you know uh bug splat physics and stuff like that That, that's what they need to do in there (laughs) you know what'd be funnier is like i would love to see something like this but like from, like, say, a cruising USA game, you know, like, you know, just a ridiculous thing, because cruising's is just absolutely unrealistic, but they could talk about the physics of, like, the deer exploding when you hit it, and stuff like that, We <laughs> made the Gibbs that much more, f- f- have so much more fidelity. You can
2: see some spine. What was, what was
1: that super realistic? Carmageddon, was that what it was called? The one that ended up on all uh, the, like, yeah, congressman yeah. watch lists, and things like that? Yeah. That's what you want. You want Carmageddon or something like that, don't I you? I don't
3: want a Carmageddon, but it's like, I, I, I think I think it would be funny to have like one of these games that's just like absolutely the total opposite side of the spectrum like putting out a video like this talking about the details <laughs> it's just like a re- it'd be funny uh but yeah You're, it looks really you cool you all are sick
1: you all are s- very sick
3: <laughs> uh they, they said it was it uh 20 tracks uh 50 cars 800 different upgrades to those cars um stuff like that uh, then they showed off a brand new kind of a surprise game called Hi-Fi Rush, which was a rhythm focus character action game. Kind of looked, reminded me a little bit of uh, Sunset Overdrive. And um, that was a thing that actually, I believe, came out that day. It sure did. Uh, so th- so that so that looked pretty cool. Uh, they talked a little bit about Actually wait, can we up- go
1: back to HiFi Rush for a minute? Because I actually played it a yeah, little yeah. bit. Um so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like I, I know a lot of people were comparing it to um Jet Set Radio Future because of the art style and the fact that it's a music game. Um, but the way it plays is not like that at all. I would call it Beatonetta. Because it's like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, but with rewards for beat matching, which also is not particularly unique to a game. I want to say it's very. I, I want to say this game was probably when they when they came up with coming up with this game or whatever they were probably like, what if we did Crypt of the Necro Dancer, but we did it like Devil May Cry, and that's where this game came from, pretty much. But it's it's. I mean, especially for a surprise release with no build up, I love the art style in it. Is so so good. Um, and it actually, it, it has a really good sense of humor. Like the voice acting in the game is really good. Um, and uh, it's got like a, a really like cute, funny plot to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm like super into this game and it was, it's it for a stealth release. It's great. Um, so it's definitely worth a look if you're like on game pass or whatever. And I'm, I'm glad cause I know a lot of people have kind of been talking about how like game pass is like not had stuff to look forward to or whatever for the past few months you know they because they, they've been removing well, games my steam wish list yeah but this this game's great i think i think you might like this dark soccer i think you would
2: well no it's been like i said it's been on my steam wish list for a while
1: what this game it just came out this yeah. week no it just came out this week with no fanfare No, it there, was a, there
2: no. was a steam uh thing on there hold on maybe i'm thinking of a different one with similar graphics it
1: did come out on steam but this, they were there yeah. was there was no fanfare for this they literally announced it on wednesday or whatever yeah, no and they were like it's this out today is,
2: this game has been on my steam wish list not xbox nothing having to do with it just that i think it looks like a good game and it's on my wish list oh yeah
1: no it, it, it
2: that's what i was saying gotcha i
1: thought you said it had been on it like and i was like wait but it's only been out i got it um but um yeah i mean the game is a lot of fun and uh the the license music like it has like nine inch nails perfect drug which is really cool love that song you know it's just lots of neat stuff in it and i thought it was very smart they did a streamer friendly mode for the game to encourage people to stream it everybody you know, because this game is a like shadow drop release basically unannounced comes out of nowhere in fact I noticed that the icon on my desktop to launch the game is still called Hibiki, which is not the name of the game. It's called Hi-Fi Rush. So I, I think this game was such a shadow drop with a little fanfare. They accidentally left the project name or the code name in the <laughs> files. I'm ro- basically, I'm
2: wrong. It was a different game on my wish list. Okay. Okay. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, which is like a Jet Set Radio clone. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That,
1: uh, is, yeah. Hmm. But um, but yeah. Uh, so a uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I. I absolutely would say i mean if you have game pass this was a great little thing to sweeten the pot with this uh this week that's for sure um let's see and oh mike deft uh thought of it in chat too i was just looking at the chat here catching up a little bit uh dr c in chat over twitch.tv slash vog network says i was loving hi-fi rush for the most part then i hit a wall on one of the rhythm based sections i wonder i actually don't know the answer to this can you tone down the difficulty in the middle of it because I'm playing on normal, but I'm willing to drop it down to easy if I need to clear a section. So I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe. So, and SSG100 Matt does point out the ever important: you get to pet the cat. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Anyway, uh, sorry, but I just. I since I did play it a little bit, and I think this game. I, here's the thing. Sorry, I don't mean to harp too much on this, but I think it's important. Another game with a lot of fanfare came out this week, and that's Square Enix's forespoken, right? They've been really putting a lot of money into promoting that, and they had the demo that came out, and it's been landing to mixed reviews. Now, I, I don't have a horse in this race. I don't have a PS5. I can't even play it if I wanted to. Um, I, I haven't played it myself. I don't know if it, you know, I I saw that a clip float around the internet of the scene of the voice acting that people were criticizing. And I did not think it was as bad as people were making it out to be. And I think, I think there's a tell in there, but I digress. If the game is bad, the game is bad. That's, you know, the, what it is at the end of the day. Um, But um, I just, that is a, they've been hyping it for months and months and months, $70, you know, pre-order it, get it out there game. And then this shows up pretty much the same day. $30 Thirty dollars, or Game Pass, or you know, you know whatever, uh, and you can grab it. And now, th- and now, everybody's streaming this one, whereas the other one, Square Enix was paying people to stream it. I don't think that's happening here. So it's a, it's a very interesting yin and yang happening this week. And again, I'm not trying to dog on the other game. I'm just saying, hey, from my perspective, sitting here, this is really interesting. How this one is really dominating the conversation because it was a shadow release that, you know, even if you don't have Game Pass, is half as much on Steam, basically. So, anyway.
2: Uh, See, other things that you
3: talked about. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is getting yet another piece of DLC. So, they are going to be introducing Necrom, which is taking place, I guess, on in eastern marwin and also introducing a new class of the arcanist and uh yeah it looks uh pretty cool still i don't know i probably should give elder scrolls online a try again i've but... tri-
1: i've tried giving this game a try like and i got it? i'm not into it like i've tried but maybe i you know what i I just don't... i'm
2: not into the elder scrolls universe at all
1: yeah I mean, I I don't love it as much as Alan or even, like, Loki probably does, but I tried to do... I bought it when it first came out, actually, when it was on the Guild Wars model where you just bought the game and... Oh, no, 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 it had a monthly fee at first, right? I think I bought the game and, like, paid for a month or something because I remember playing it before, but I just... I couldn't get into it, but I know people that play it that really love it, so... hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um. Then they showed off some gameplay of Redfall, which is their a uh, new game by arcane studios austin and you know kind of a vampire fps type thing so they did a little bit of a deep dive there it's supposed to be coming out may 2nd and i think that was it
1: yeah um i i, I don't know if this last game the Redfall, is super up my alley but it looks nice like you know yeah the artwork is very um, good and, you know, graphics and all that stuff. It's, uh, you know, if you zombie, makes... zombie shit, it's uh, <laughs> very good yeah,
3: looking. Arc- Arcane makes good games. I mean, yeah. like with Dishonored and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, be worth checking out. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see.
1: Um, some other comments coming into chat. Uh are saying, I'd give ESO a try, but there's so much to get caught up on on this point. You know, there's a lot of MMOs that kind of have yeah, that problem, right? Yeah, I will say having uh, flirted with Warcraft again, um, even though my sub is gone now, but um, for the month or two I was playing it, I will say the catch-up model they put in that game kind of works really well. Is that basically it's like for you to level from level one, no, they have a starting area that takes you from one to ten, and then you can pick any prior expansion or even float between them if you want to get from ten to, I think, 60, which was the old cap, and then you go to Dragonflight to do the new cap, 60 to 70. I thought that was a smart way to do it because you can kind of taste whatever expansion you want to do, uh, you know, and then then do it that way. So, um, and then let's see. Uh, Pele Hadomei on chat says, I put like 100 hours into ESO and then suddenly burned out. Questbuster says, I remember being in the beta and it was in rough shape, but it's really improved from what I understand. So, uh, yeah, some comments from chat. Now, here's my question. What did you think of the event as a whole because we don't usually see a lot of directs like this where it's they did a few games and they did a real deep dive on those games and spent like 7 8 minutes on each game as opposed to quick hit 2 minute trailers for a bunch of things this was more of like a deep dive type of thing and you know Bobby had a comment that is you know in line with where a lot of gamers are at in chat at twitchtv Network saying we wish we got more deeper dives instead of just a pre-rendered trailer. Does a deeper dive, man? That was boring. Why couldn't that just been a trailer? <laughs> so is is this just another case of gamers gamers hate or what is
3: it? I guess it depends what their expectations are. Like I think when people hear Xbox Bethesda Showcase, they think of like E three Showcase type thing. When this is more in line of like say a to play type thing that ea would or not ea um, sony would do or to, something to like be that. fair
1: they called it developer direct which i don't think i've ever heard him use before but i i i also right. completely understand perce- and we've talked about this before too perception is everything you can call it deep dive on four game showcase people are still going to perceive it as something, something in this industry that happens all the time.
3: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the, where Nintendo will come out with like their indie showcases. And like, listen, we are not showing Zelda. We're not showing Zelda. Don't expect Zelda. Zelda will not be here. We're not showing Zelda. And then like, you know, people say, why didn't they show Zelda? Like, <laughs> it's like, well,
1: well, this this might be the first E three or that time period, summer time period, where we don't get gamers that fucking say that because a Zelda game will have just come out in May. You know, someone's still gonna say it, but you would. Why aren't showing you, off
3: a new Zelda? You yes. would think
1: any gamer that fucking knows anything about anything is gonna be like, okay, they're not gonna announce a Zelda this summer right after they just released, you know, Tears Tears of the Kingdom
3: so where's my zelda maker why are they showing <laughs> zelda maker
1: no now it'll be where's metroid prime 4 that's that's gonna be the new where's metroid prime did you know metroid prime 4 was rebooted four years ago where is metroid prime 4
3: <laughs> i'm hoping that they do a, a remaster of uh of zero gx but you know because that's been <sighs> rumored for a while now too
1: don't don't play with my heartstrings who's right now they're Who's rumoring that? Somebody. Who's TikTok is rumoring that? They can say you can so- say anything you want on that platform. No one's gonna fact check you.
3: <laughs> Literally, I swear to God. <laughs>
1: um. all right. Uh so I guess I guess that's that's really it for the developer recap. But is there anything that you kind of wish they'd showed that they didn't show? Like, obviously, for me, you know, but I'm not I'm not like And I'm not saying this is a negative against Microsoft. I think they did a fine job. I think if you listen to what they said, they set the expectation where they set the expectation. I think on top of that, they shadow released a hell of a game that's now dominating the conversation this week. Uh, Like I said, even above some games that have been hyped for months and months. And I think this Hi-Fi Rush's release is going to change the conversation on how some games are marketed. It really is. Not every game can get away yeah. with this, but this this one can. By the way, can I just say how wild is it on Hi-Fi Rush? This is specifically the studio that did like The Evil Within did this. Like I'm I'm sure there's people out there going, "Where's Evil Within 3?" And I I get it, you know, you want sequels to the games you love. But then when you see stuff like this come out of it, it's like, "Okay, but isn't it cool when a studio can like do what whatever they want to do?" Cause you would have had this if they just went right into making uh, Evil Within three, right?
3: I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um. What I would like, I mean, like, just with Mojang. Um. Can you please show me what you're doing with Minecraft, please? Anything like like we've been seeing trailers for Minecraft Legends. It's like okay, yeah, I don't want to see that. Like, can you you show me what you're doing with like mainline Minecraft? Because like, what we get out of them lately, like their new thing that they showed off in a snapshot is armor trims. It's, it's literally like a stripe of color on armor that they've been working on this for two years. You guys, the, the idea of putting a stripe on some armor, that's two years in the making. And it's like, okay, can you just show me what you're working on? Like, what is the general, they like, do, it's theme? Minecraft
2: legends. Everybody's working is, on that.
3: General, exactly. It was a general theme of like.
2: Wouldn't it just be a simple texture and color assignment?
3: It is, but they have it's sort of kind, not exactly. So it is they have to re basically build the way the armor is structured like tag wise and everything. They have to redesign like the different workstations to allow for this new type of thing. um They're just retooling some of that stuff, but it seems like it's such a minor thing. It's, it's like excuse. They 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 spent a lot of time this week telling us about like how excited and people are some of people are excited about it cuz like oh cool I can customize stuff but like it doesn't make a huge difference like it really doesn't. It's just rebalancing stuff but if that doesn't tell me what the next update's about, it just tells me that this is a thing that they're working on that's totally independent from everything else but we still don't know what that is cuz like we have like Okay, there's these armor trims, and we've got bookshelves, and we've got camels, and we've got signs that are hanging, and we've got this prehistoric six-legged turtle thing that sniffs up seeds. What the heck does it have to do with anything? <laughs> like, it's just such a random assortment of things. It's just like, here's all the stuff that we're working on that we really don't have a place to fit it. We're just going to put that all into an update. But things that are like people have been asking for, like stairs and slabs for concrete, for example, that is literally something that they have the model built in. They have the structures to be able to put this in the game. All they literally would have to do is create the item. The textures are already in the game. The models are in the game. It's just, it's literally setting up data. It would take one person maybe an afternoon to do that, but they don't do that because of course not i <laughs> it's just weird
1: stuff I would have liked to seen fable to be honest, yes, that's oh, that the one I would awesome. have liked to see, but i also I also understand you know like again, I'm not shitting on what they did show. I thought it was fine, but um, yeah, so. All right, uh, this sometimes happens while we're trying to do a show, but uh, apparently we have breaking news that's coming in. We have breaking news right now uh, that's coming in from the chat. Uh, Of course, course it's unsourced breaking news, and I'd like to know where this is coming from, but I'm trusting the person who says it. Uh, But apparently, oops, not the intro. Uh, Apparently, uh, Alan is saying that TwitchCon 2023 is in Vegas. That that has just happened. Uh, I did not see anything on the official uh TwitchCon twitter or twitch twitter so source did you please actually
2: look at their web page
1: i didn't so maybe that's where it's coming from but i'm just asking <laughs> I'm, look. I'm asking alan where the source is so we'll try to find that um but uh, how would it let's let's say it's true how do you feel about that how would you feel about a TwitchCon? it's not on their website yet yeah alan did you get duped and share it with us I think he did. He's not talking now. <laughs>
2: um no, I I saw this floating around like a month ago.
1: Mm. So. I mean, Vegas is a big convention town, so I, it wouldn't be it wouldn't exactly be surprising. I will say this, Final Fantasy Fan Fest was uh in Vegas. They were going to move to San Diego, but that was for the 2020 Fan Fest and we all know what happened to 2020. So now they're going back to Vegas. Uh, so, I mean, it, you do have conventions that ping pong a little bit between Sa- uh, like San Diego and Vegas. And TwitchCon has not always been in San Diego. TwitchCon has moved around. They've gone Long Beach. They've been San Francisco. So it's plausible that they could be going to Vegas. Official
2: word. I'm not going to believe anything until it's posted on their website.
1: All right. Uh, so Bobby is saying allegedly the passkey hotel reservation got leaked and that is what is leading to this wildfire. Um, so, ah, And there it is. Alan is linking us the passkey. Okay. So this is coming from passkey.com and it does say TwitchCon Las Vegas, October 20th, 2023 to October 20, uh, 22nd, 2023. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to give this a lot more credit now because I would not see something like this on passkey.com. And this is not some, viral site but this is or you know uh handmade site but i would not see something like that on passkey.com if there wasn't something to that so interesting but yes uh dark soccer probably right you should wait for the official announcement because dates could still shift around until this is released to the public a lot of this can still change but thank you this is definitely now a where there's smoke there's fire type of situation so interesting I, I think Vegas is a great place for TwitchCon. You're not going to have the problem about hotels or trying to get around or anything like that. Like Vegas is built to have conventions. I would be curious where they're having it. Are they having it at the actual convention center, which is pretty big? Or are they going to have it at one of the hotel convention centers, which every hotel there is built to have a huge, a, a mid-sized to huge convention. I've been to conventions at um, – uh, not Treasure Island. What's the other one? Mirage. Uh, and that was actually, I think they're bulldozing the Mirage though, so maybe that's not where it's going to be. Uh, who else had parrot The Paris had Fan Fest one year; it was pretty good. The Rio had Fan Fest a couple years. I didn't like that one because it was off the Strip. And that one's that one's a little harder to get to because it's it's not on the same line as the rest. So interesting. Wow, Alan is saying according to the same site, Passkey could show up on Tuesday for that. That's wild. Yeah, I'm with Bobby. I'm going to black out the days anyway, just so I don't schedule a <laughs> something else.
2: I get to do that when you go back to work.
1: That is um Halloween, and that is the season, you know, when I do a lot of hosting stuff. So we'll see what happens. Interesting, interesting. All right. Anyway, there's your breaking news. Thank you, Alan, and thank you for sourcing that. I appreciate it. Okay, um, let's move on and talk about our gaming weeks, and the types of video games that we have been playing this week. So Dark Soccer, I'll go to you. How was your gaming week?
2: I played Star Ocean, I have played Dead by Daylight, Um, I finally made Erie 1, a survivor. Um, That means I can fuck around. (laughs) And find out? No, I just gotta fuck around, I don't care about finding out anything. (laughs) Um, I've played my stupid word game, I've been playing a lot of Midnight Suns on my own, now that I'm not limited to streaming it. So, that's all.
1: All right. Uh, Loki. How was your gaming week?
3: It's all Minecraft still. Um, I finished building trees on the SMP now, and I'm basically getting footage together to edit another episode together. Although I should have done my modded series more. Um, I supposed to have made an episode in that sooner, but eh, whatever. Nothing matters because no one sees it. It's fine. <laughs>
1: uh all right my gaming week um i pretty much already talked about one of the big new games i played this week which is hi-fi rush i talked about that in the earlier um segment where that was relevant uh again if the concept of a beatonetta game bayonetta meets a beat matching game if that sounds attractive to you then you definitely should check out this game especially if you have game pass you know it's one of those things where it's like you're paying for game pass anyway go check it out Um, As far as other games I've been playing this week, Final Fantasy XIV, still on that. I tried to get a medium house in the lottery, but I didn't win the medium house. Boo. Oh, well. Um, I've also been playing um, Dead by Daylight, actually. I uh, prestiged finally Quentin, and I got his Adept. So yay, I did all that in one go. Thank you. Uh, Because his perks are very kind of situational, although I like his... I like his pharmacy perk. I like that's very kind of stealthy because that's how you can go into the match without an item and still get the item. Uh Hattie has a really good perk for flashlight bullies on the same line, but I'm more of a healer than a flashlight. I can't I, I can't hate flashlight Hattie's save perk. to save my life. So
2: Hattie's perk is a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's see, outside of Dead by Daylight. Uh I did play one other new game this week. Let's talk about niantic's new game that also released this week so niantic is the studio of course that brought us pokemon go i've talked about other games that they've made like ingress pikmin bloom is one i quite enjoy and this week that same studio brought us nba all world is the game that they came out with Um, and they've pretty much openly said in interviews they're trying to go for an audience that doesn't really go for their games otherwise, that sports game fans and sports game enthusiasts and Pokemon have like a 10% overlap. I think they threw that statistic out in one of their interviews. So they're trying to reach a new audience with this NBA All-World game. Um, Basically, uh, in the game, you can uh, go around, and the places that would normally be Pokestops would drop, like, items, such as XP up or, you know, new shoes or a different type of basketball. Um, And you also encounter players in the wild like they're Pokemon. That's the funniest part is that NBA players are now Pokemon. So you encounter them in the wild and you basically – it's literally 1v1 me, bro – that's what you do, but it's a, it's a little more intricate of a game than in Pokemon Go, how you just, you know, throw the ball and try to catch it. In this one, you might do a shot drill, like who can get the most shots and so forth. You might do an around-the-world type of thing, or you might actually do like a 1v1 type of mini game. And this is also what you do when you want to take control of the court, which is akin to Pokemon Go's gyms. Now, because the Niantic Wayfarer and uh, Waypoint and the the database of all their, their uh points of interest is pretty robust at this point, they've actually made it so that actual basketball courts, whether they're at your public park or wherever they are, actual basketball courts are basketball courts in the game. And you you basically fight to take control of them. However, the basketball courts are occupied by bots at the beginning of the week, and you want to be there longer than anybody else. So if you want to be at the top of the board, you have to dethrone 10 Bots to do it. Here's the thing there's a lot about NBA World conceptually that I like. I think they did take the Pokemon Go formula and tried to make it a little more attractive to an audience that isn't interested in Pokemon Go otherwise, like sports game fans. Like, I get what they're going for. But for this game, unlike Pokemon Go, unlike Pikmin, I feel like the places of interest and the AR gaming element is secondary to the basketball game that you play in it. Which to some people would be a very attractive point. I get that, but that also means that the um, that also means that the basketball game in it has to be good. And the little mini basketball game that you play in it to take control of a court, it gets repetitive real fast.
3: It's, do you throw the basket or the ball in the basket like the Pokeballs?
1: No, it's not anything like that. What basically would no. be you – it's you versus another player and – um, or not, not even – it's a bot really. And you can move left or right and you can tap to juke or you can hold to move basically. And then you kind of do that or you can move forward to, and if you get close to the basket, your character will try to slam dunk it. Or you can do like a shot – thing from like the three-point range where a little meter goes up and down and you try to release it right at the point and if the other player didn't block then you might score it's a very rudimentary like old school 90s type of basketball game i guess which is fine but i'm just gonna be completely honest it sucks to play on a cell phone because we're back in the classic problem the classic problem that Niantic ought to know better when it comes to developing cell phone games because they've been one of the only successful developers to buck the trend. And that is, when you make a cell phone game, you want to make an experience that's uniquely cell phone. You don't want to shoehorn a console experience into a mobile game. That's the biggest problem with NBA All World. It is a mediocre, at best, really repetitive basketball game that honestly ends up not being fun to play after a certain amount of time because you're trying to move left or no i'm trying to juke oops i moved oh it thought my tap was a hold Oop. it controls like ass so i like a lot of like a lot of cell phone games that aren't intentionally meant to be cell phone games kind of do like i i don't know why this game doesn't control better it's not fun to play I'm trying to have faith because a lot of the Niantic games have gotten better with time. I think Pikmin Bloom a year on is in a way better place than it even was when it launched. Pokemon Go has grown a lot in the years it's been out. Some would say for the worse. But I, I for the, for, when you consider year zero to like, let's say right before the pandemic, if you compare 2016 Pokemon Go to 2020, early 2020 Pokemon Go, I think you'd go, yeah, this game is a lot better than it was when it first came out some of the changes they've made since then i understand where people are upset i think nba all world if it doesn't like really start to mix up that experience and maybe maybe have there be more of a point to the ar end of things i think it's going to i think it's going to fizzle out real quick i um, sorry to say, because I, I want to support the Niantic stuff. I love AR games, but I'm not going to make believe that I enjoy this game more than I actually do, which is I don't really feel like playing that fucking 1v1 game 10 times while standing at the basketball court in the park just to get some extra items that are probably going to fall out of my inventory anyway, because the inventory system in the game is laughably limited, laughably like what it's a cheap money grab to try to get you to expand your bag space right off the bat. When the initial release of the game, and I think it might have uh, fixed it since then, doesn't even warn you that you're about to hit the cap. Oh, by the way, if you try to claim items from an achievement, those items go straight in the garbage. You don't even have a chance to say, oh, let me get rid of something else so I can claim these more rare items from an achievement. That really ticked me off. So that part of it, like, yikes. So do I recommend NBA All World? Not right now. But maybe in a few months, unless you like love basketball and look, I promise you what I'm saying about this game does not come from a place of, Oh, Rob doesn't play sports games. I guarantee those of you that are into sports games are going to have the same impressions I had of this. And I don't hate sports games just because they're sports games. In fact, I actually rather like a lot of the arcade type of sports games. If the 1v1 mode was like NBA Jam, but actually controlled well on a phone, I'd fucking be into that. I sure would. <laughs> but it's not. It's boring. So, there you go. That's my review of NBA All World uh zen monkey 11 says it controls like ass should be in a game review if they want to put that on the store that's fine um bobby blackwolf says yeah it's interesting to see that some kids can only use touchscreen technology either tablets or phones put them in front of a keyboard and mouse and they freeze up i would be shocked if even a child could do what they wanted to do in this game again i'm telling you i'm tapping to juke oops i moved like who thought that was a good idea anyway uh sg 100 Matt says, I'm waiting for NHL World where the gameplay is NHL 94. Well, if if the game does well, I'm sure they'll try to partner with other sports things. I would be curious what you get at NBA All World if you go to the actual um Golden One Center, which is, you know, I walk downtown all the time. I walk by Golden One Center, and I know the actual NBA arenas are like they're programmed as something different in the game. So I don't know. I don't, will we get to see the beam, <laughs> that, which is the big new thing in Sacramento when the Kings win? Light the beam! Light the beam! <laughs> this is big purple beam. They shoot up in the sky whenever the Kings win. We
2: don't get to see it that often, huh?
1: Actually, the Kings are having a better year than usual. Like they're like number three in the league right now. It's it's uh, the the the, it, the beam brought them alien space powers. That they didn't otherwise have. Okay. There it is. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Ball. <laughs> of all the sports balls, basketball's probably... Basketball and hockey are definitely my two favorites out of all the sports balls.
2: I'm going to go with baseball of all, and rugby. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we'll get into some news. Uh, let's get into what else happened in the gaming world this week. We'll go to Loki.
3: Yep. Um, so we had a story about League of Legends source code being hacked. So, apparently, it is being held ransom right now. Um, They said that over the weekend, our analysis confirmed source code for League, uh, TFT, and Legacy anti-cheat platform were exfiltrated by the attackers. Uh, Today, we received the ransom email. Needless to say, we won't pay. Okay. And they haven't said that uh, right now, no player data or personal information have been taken, but um, they said that they would, the attack would slow down the release of upcoming patches of its game.
1: Yeah, because somebody could use that source code pretty dangerously to make cheats and things for the game. And, you know, League of Legends is very well known as a competitive type of game. Uh, Exploiting the source code for more accurate and under the radar type of cheats, that can be a very dangerous and deadly thing for League of Legends. So, right, he
3: said, yeah. uh, since the attack, uh, we've been working to assess its impact on anti-cheat and will be prepared to deploy fixes as quickly as possible if needed. Um, yeah, I mean, considering they have the, the source for the anti-cheat as well, uh, well, I guess their legacy
1: anti-cheat. Well, well good so job, they're, hackers. They're, now they're going to have to put uh, DeNuvo in it, so good job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please not that. <laughs> yeah but that's well i mean kudos to them though putting their foot down and basically saying no like we're not like we're not giving into ransom period and like making that very explicit i mean that's it's a dangerous thing to do because i'm sure that they'll just put it out like you know they've got nothing to lose in that or, situation yeah but
3: or someone will leak the source code then if they figure they can't get any money from it they'll just put it public oh, i'm and then sure people everybody will have access to their anti cheat stuff
1: yeah um, so, yeah, I was going to say the worst that can happen, the anti-cheat stuff happens. You could also, I mean, if the source code were to get out there, then hypothetically people could kind of make their own League of Legends leagues. It would be frozen in time, so to speak. You know, it would never get updated again. But you could use the current state of the source code to basically make like a League of Legends that would run on a different server set, right? If, if that, for all I know, you know, hackers going to hack, that already exists for all I know, right? Private servers for MMOs, right? We know things like, you know, back in the day, Fantasy Star Online, Blue Burst, and all that had fucking uh, private 11. servers. Wow had private servers. 11 still has private servers. Um, four, I'm sure 14 has private servers. I just don't know about them. You know, most MMOs have private servers. I'm sure League of Legends is actually probably no different. I'm just not embedded in the community enough to know about them. But this is going to make that a lot stronger too in that whole scene. But. I mean, if League of Legends is a really competitive game, this might also be one of those, if a tree falls in the middle of the woods, does anyone actually hear it? Because if you're the king of the hill on a private server, who cares? It's not the real deal, right? It, it matters to those people on the private server, but not to the league community as a whole, likely. Again, I'm not super embedded in the league community, so I can't profess to know, but I, I would imagine that it doesn't really matter if you're king of the hill on a private server. Anyway. All right. Uh, Maybe a game uh, that you will be more competitive on that uh, will get people to uh, notice would be Advance Wars, the remake, if this ever actually comes out. But it does seem like a recent listing for Walmart, and it doesn't end there. Best Buy, Amazon Canada, EB Games, they are now relisting. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot. You may remember this collection was originally announced for the Nintendo Switch, and then it was bumped back. It was originally announced in December 2021, but it was pushed back indefinitely because of Russia's military invasion of Ukraine. And some of the storyline in Advance Wars hits a little close to home with that whole topic. So for the game to have come out when it was originally scheduled, Nintendo felt, reading the room, that it would have been in poor taste even though that conflict is still going on a year from now, perhaps Nintendo is reading the room that people are just immune to it now or they're not going to feel it's in poor taste or whatever it is. Um, They're possibly going to be releasing the game sooner if these retail listings are to be be believed. Um, It's showing up on the retail sites, but we don't know when. I'm not seeing a when on these sites, just that the entry is showing back up on these sites which would indicate that a release is coming in the somewhat near future it could be something that's all the way at the holiday for all we know um it could be a stealth release during the next nintendo direct it could be a lot of things um so you just have to wait and see i suppose dark to see you in chat says i'd imagine nintendo's first direct of 2023 might give us the date for advanced wars one and two especially if we're seeing these listings all pop up yes probably that or e3 i imagine uh sj 100 and when i say e3 e3 means not just actual e3 because we really don't know what that's going to look like this year i use e3 on this show now to mean the summer announcement period and not e3 included summer game fest all of it june uh sg100 matt says i've been excited for this advanced wars reboot but yeah totally get why they delayed it sj 100 matt do you think Do you think it matters now? Do you think people are going to say, oh, and I open this up to anyone, not just Matt, that, oh, now, even though there's still a war going on, that Russia did start with Ukraine, it's not finished. Um, In fact, it's only getting more complicated, actually. Uh, But just due to the length of time, we just don't care now? I'd be curious. Um, As John Matt does say, I do wonder how much additional polish they've done with it being delayed a year. Part of me hopes they balance things because the game was pretty unbalanced at some points. You know, that's another pretty good point, though, is that this delay has allowed them to go back and, you know, polish things up a little bit. Get the dirt off the car, so to speak, uh, with the game and and release it in a tip-top shape. It'd be interesting. We'll see. Um, Matt goes on to continue. I think the blow has been softened. Does not make it any less right in the scope of things releasing it out? Yeah, are releasing it now. Yeah, I mean, for me like it's not like Nintendo started the situation that's going on. You know, sometimes art imitates life in unintended unintended ways. And I don't think anybody's going to go, "God, Nintendo, what a tacky ass thing to do." Right? Well, actually I mean, the way social they, media the way social media is these days maybe. But they put out Call
3: of Duty Modern Warfare, so it, Modern Warfare 2, so I don't really think that you know, it,
1: if anyone 25. critically thinks about it for a few moments, they'll realize this is a remake of a game that was out a long time ago before any of this. So, and as G100 Matt points out, other war games have come out since the conflict has started. So, all right, moving on. Uh, let's go to a different type of game. Uh, Dark Sakura.
2: Um, for, uh people who uh, are into leaked footage um over 10 minutes of uh some early horizon multiplayer uh gameplay has been uh leaked on reddit funny enough um this said that the post was deleted but uh on the link that i clicked i could still see it even though it said deleted post um but they said that the footage is from an old Alpha build from summer 2020 that was the Horizon uh, Forbidden West Alpha um, hmm. that was, you know, going around. Um, and uh, another person who actually had knowledge of the project believed that the footage and art was uh, authentic. Um Guerrilla uh, did confirm in December that they're planning to, and I quote, expand the world of Horizon with an online co-op with a cast of new characters. Um, and that they were planning for a trilogy of Horizon games. So it's not un- unbelievable what what this footage might be, which, by the way, I, I did save it. Um, but, I mean, I don't... I don't know why the alpha footage would cause such a big deal, but it has to be from concepts that are going to be coming out or, you know, company secrets. I don't know, but it looks good. It looks pretty.
1: I'm also choosing not to play it now in case there are takedown requests going on. I don't want to jeopardize the archive, but um, it's it's on the Internet. It's out there. If you know where to look, you'll find it. (laughs) Find it eventually. Um, but I'm I, I I liked Horizon. I haven't played Forbidden West yet. I keep waiting to get a PS5. But actually, quick quick aside, PS5s are showing up in the wild. I keep saying I'm not gonna get one until I can walk into Target and buy one. Well, guess what? I checked the Target app the other day, and PS5s are like in stock locally. So mm-hmm. but not at the one I usually shop at. <laughs> so that saved me so far. But now I'm also at the point. Have y'all heard those rumors about a a refresh in April or so? Now I'm kind of like, I don't want to get one until, like, the game I have to play is out. Yeah. Bobby says, I just heard Rob moving the goalpost. Absolutely you did. Absolutely you did. Because... If I don't move the goalposts, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to go buy one of those things at Target tomorrow, and then literally the next day, Sony's going to be like, we're doing a direct, and we're announcing the PS5 Slim. There's also, keep in mind the whole smoke, there's fire things. Haven't they already identified that there's a disk drive available out in the wild that's meant to be sold separately with a possible digital refresh because the disk drive doesn't work with the current digital-only system? So something's being cooked up out there. The question is: Is it before Final Fantasy 16 or is it a holiday release? We'll see. Uh, DJ Rama says I'll pre-order Final Fantasy VII remake Part Two, but I'll still wait on the PlayStation Five remake. Yeah, that's going to be another like. Must- is is Final Fantasy Seven re? I forgot the name of it. Not remake, but re. What's the second part called? Re not recoded re revolution i don't, what is it called this the second part of the remake is has a subtitle um that is that this holiday as well
3: is it rebirth
1: that's it thank you rebirth oh which is i'm telling i'm trying not to spoil for those that still haven't played the final fantasy 7 remake but like rebirth is a very appropriate subtitle
3: just say i have not played through all of it yet it's fine it's fine it, it's my own fault yes it is if i get spoiled yes it is for me at this point but because yeah, i'm uh, about to perfect. blurt it
1: out but i'm not gonna
3: i don't i don't care but it's one of
1: these funny. days it's just gonna fall out of my mouth all right anyway uh yeah oh rama says they did say winter 2023 holy moly that'll be Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be such a big year for games all right anyway unfortunately even though we are looking at a very big year in games This story is having a part two this week, which is unfortunate, right, Loki?
3: Yeah, some more layoffs in the, uh, well, in this case, the games journalism uh, portion of the industry. So the Washington Post uh, was visited by CEO, entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos, and he came in and said, uh uh-uh. uh, we're not doing no more gaming anymore. We're done with that. Uh, we're print media and, uh, you know, obviously behind the times with stuff. So they laid off a good uh, portion of the staff, uh, including, well, they said 30 vacancies and that will go unfulfilled and 20 staff who no longer have jobs. Um, and so they're saying that they're going to be cutting, uh, Different sections out, but yeah, the gaming section would be one that is. Why doesn't he
2: cut his salary?
1: Can't do that. He needs his that billions part. of dollars
3: because no, he I'm, doesn't.
1: I'm sorry when he comes out and says we're a print journalism. Look, I understand. I respect print is a great thing to have in your hands and so forth. But it's very not forward thinking. Bobby had a comment. It was it was actually on a different story. Here it is. Bobby said earlier in chat. Yeah, it's interesting to see that some kids can only use touchscreen technology, either tablets or phones. Put them in front of a keyboard and mouse, and they freeze up. I've seen some babies, toddlers try to swipe and zoom a magazine. Yeah,
3: I've seen the stories too, and talking about like even like um, people of like. this generation, who are now getting into the workforce who have never had computers and stuff being confused, basically being like kind of how we would see you know oh hey that those those older people at the job, they don't know anything about computers and stuff, but it's like that now, I don't know if that's necessarily the same though, like I know my kids are working with um like net not netbooks, but they have like Chromebooks and stuff in school. And I mean, obviously, I'm doing the right thing by raising them with computers, but like, um, yeah, they 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 don't know how to troubleshoot things like I used to know because you know, growing up on a 286 or what I don't even know if that was a 286, but old computer DOS. Sometimes black those Chromebooks
1: feel like 286s. Just to be clear,
3: <laughs> they run just as fast. Uh, it's hard to believe that they're actually faster than that. Um, no, it, it's it's like you know, you don't you're not forced to critically like solve those problems and mm. stuff. And so, yeah, it's like, you're not going to have those skill And honestly, that really does help me in my day to day stuff. Like I can, I can critically solve
1: a lot of problems and technical stuff that you, nobody else can. You need to get those kiddos on PC building simulator. Prompt. Prompto. You need to get them. I, on. I think they have it. It's really? just,
3: you know, it's not a fun game. They won't play. Um, <laughs> no, there's, yeah you know, I don't know but but they know how to like at least use a computer um uh, my son even accidentally updated to Windows eleven, so I mean like he's he's he they know what they're doing somewhat um but it's yeah i i I do find it weird that there's people that don't understand how to do certain things um in the workplace or like even just like regular adults like 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 our jobs like most most office jobs like require knowledge of Microsoft the Microsoft Office products you know like you should know how to use Excel there are people that have been in like some of these companies for years that don't know how to use Excel and I'm like how do you not know how to use Excel it is literally one of the job requirements you literally have had training on it multiple times how do you not know how to do this
2: because they don't want to know how to do it
3: exactly there's a lot of and
2: they think that if they don't learn how to do it someone else will do it for them
3: And that's what ends up happening. And that person is uh, unfortunately me.
2: (laughs) It's called Will... I I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts where they were talking about willful stupidity or willful ignorance like that, where it's easier to say, I don't know how to do something and feign it, even if they know how to do it, because then it it pushes it off on someone else for them to do.
3: Yeah, not to go into the complaining about my work, because I could do that for literally hours um they there's a lot of you'll get a lot of people saying well um like when you ask them to do something correctly or to just like slow down to check your work and stuff and they literally get well i'm busy so i'm just gonna do things quickly not gonna ask questions not gonna check my work it's just gonna be wrong because i need to get it done um
2: so glad that that doesn't fly at my work
3: it's just it's
2: it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, well, but... it 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 goes into the the people I think that are that are hired. I mean, honestly, people. It's become an ingrained part of society, and it needs to be disingrained. There needs to be, you know, let let them catch the 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 consequences for not doing their job. That's there are none.
3: Mean. Yeah, unfortunately, there are none, and it's more of a it's a culture where those type of people fail upwards. So.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Deidre, Deidre in chat says I had a user come in and not know how to shut down or restart their laptop. I swear to you on this. I told her to reboot and she Google searched how to restart windows 10. And this was a Gen Zer. This is not your stereotypical, like, okay, boomer type of situation. And let me, let me pair that with Bobby's comment here. This is shaping up to be the first generation where the parents know more about how to use computers than their kids. I I do think there's a part of that though where it's like well probably because touchscreens and that whole thing like is going to be the future. By the time the kids are in the working world, I think a lot of the working tools are going to be more situated to that platform. So there's that, but yeah, like
2: I just keep thinking of this scene from um uh the the Star Trek Search for Spock, where they not that that one. It was uh Star Trek Four. I think it was Four. The one where they went back and got the whales. The Voyage Home. I, no i don't think it was i don't know yeah it was star trek 4 where uh scotty picks up the mouse and goes hello computer and then <laughs> oh a keyboard how quaint i mean and
3: i'm gonna say like D.J. Romas, so like uh to be fair and i'm gonna give major props here at least they took it on themselves To Google search how to do it. Like, I don't have a problem with someone not knowing something, it being very obvious, but you'd be surprised the people that don't, if you don't know something, that they're actually seeking to know the answer to figure it out themselves. And I'm telling you right now, that, that, you know, trait about a person is so rare nowadays. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, like, yeah, it is stupid that you'd have to do that, but props for them to, like, try to figure it out on their own. So,
1: Absolutely. 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 We should acknowledge that they tried. Absolutely. Give them a gold star for that. You tried. But no, I I, honestly, yes, you're right. At least that person tried to fix the problem themselves and research the, the answer. We should we should acknowledge at least that at least that. All right uh oboe 47 hi welcome to the station uh says transparent aluminum or aluminium depending on where you're from was patented before that movie came out
2: um and Obo was uh was a a really cool uh wraith player who killed us all and then was really <laughs> nice and came in to my chat <laughs> i
1: went i went against a wraith today i got out though i'm just kidding <laughs> all right <laughs> to which uh wraith is old news it's all about sadako now all right uh sjo and hunter matt says congrats you did the bare minimum yes very much in that particular uh case all right ah, anyway um so i was i wanted to go back to the original comment that started this whole derailment which was uh the the executive's comment about the layoffs and which still seemed very okay boomer to me like he laid off a team that he didn't put any effort into promoting because yeah. I, I he doesn't get it like that's that's, that's he didn't bother to right. google what is a so, video game how yeah and he how, if said, he had googled how much money does the gaming industry make did he lay off the hollywood team because guess what gaming makes more than hollywood
3: Right, well, basically he said we have no, well, they, they said that we've received no clear explanation for why these layoffs had to happen. As far as we could tell, they are not financially necessary or rooted in any coherent business plan from our publisher, who has said he expects the company to be larger a year from now. So, I, I guess,
1: I don't know. <laughs> we're going to lay all these people off and pay them severance just to hire them back later. Is that what we're saying?
3: I mean, I don't know. Is he is he mad at like the the gaming industry or something? I mean, you do need to realize you own Twitch, right? <laughs> like, <it's, laughs>
1: like and for, Luna for now. Yeah, why why don't we talk about something that like d- does Does anyone remember that Twitch has a cloud pl- Amazon has a cloud platform? Does anyone remember that? Here on this, here on Amazon's video game service, video game, does, how often does Amazon like to remind you that Luna like exists? Yes, I know you can go into Prime Gaming and find some things here and there. I know there's maybe an ad that gets inserted here and there as well, but are they really trying as hard as they ought to? I just realized I'm doing the period ads without even thinking about it. <laughs> period. <laughs> it just, I. It just goes to show Amazon is a very siloed company.
2: <sighs>
1: All right. Um, I can't see, and chat says, one reason why I didn't go the PC route for gaming is because of accessibility, sifting through menus, tweaking, optimization, and upkeep. And I remember uh, from your story, I think you came in here from uh, one of Dar Soccer Stadia interviews. Uh, the neat thing about cloud gaming, you know, I, I don't know if we're there yet with all of these, but, but there's a lot of cloud games you could just pick up and go, right? You don't have to worry about menus, configuration, or any of that stuff. Just pick up and go. I do think there's going to be more and more cloud gaming in the future. I just, you know, Google was the wrong company. Unfortunately, I think we all recognize that now the right tech, but the wrong company. Um, anyway, um, let's see uh let's move on to another story which uh, is unfortunately in the same kind of realm um but it's an executive who you normally i think this guy has his stuff together so i want to dive into these comments a little bit and this has to do with phil spencer of course the head of xbox and this is further comment on 343 industries and what's going on with the halo franchise and all that stuff in an interview with ign phil spencer said the heart and soul of halo is with 343 and the teams that there and i have the utmost confidence in the team that's there and leading and the plan that they have going forward this of course after 343 last week was per reports hit hard by Microsoft's uh, company-wide layoffs. We don't know exactly how many employees were let go, but the Halo Infinite team, according to reporting, did see significant cuts, uh, which led to some chat online that they were no longer going to do Halo, to which 343 put out a brief statement saying, Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including Epic Stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halos great." Uh, Phil Spencer said the layoffs were an effort by Microsoft to position 343 for the future. What we're doing now is we want to make sure that leadership team is set up with the flexibility to build the plan that they need to go build. Halo will remain critically important to what Xbox is doing, and 343 is critically important to the success of Halo. Unfortunately, nothing further than that, because a logical follow-up question you would ask in that case is, okay, so what is next for Halo? Phil Spencer said, I'm going to let 343 talk about the plans that they have right now. I expect that we'll be continuing to support and grow Halo for as long as the Xbox is a platform for people to play. So walking a very safe line there. I mean, it's kind of a whole lot of nothing. I understand Phil Spencer's in a weird position. The one thing I don't like that he said is the whole, like, it's positioning the leadership team to move forward with Halo. How much of this is the leadership team's fault in the first place? I realize he can't say that in a public interview with IGN when he's a publicly traded company. I just kind of, I wonder behind the scenes. I wonder behind the scenes. That's all. All right. Uh, Let's let's move on to a simpler time in our next segment. I think it is uh, overdue at this point.
2: Now it's time to travel back to a simpler time where I'll dive into the vault and pull out a classic and tell you about it. It's time for the classic game of the week.
1: And dark soccer. What did you pick this week?
2: Picked words with friends (laughs) (laughs) for reasons. (laughs) Well, I mean, actually
1: go, go ahead. I'll, I'll leave my opinion for the end.
2: Yeah. Um, well, um, I I basically, I like my Wordscapes game, and I was like, you know, this all started with Scrabble, and it made me think about Words with Friends, and now we're, like, on the sequel version or something. So um, Words with Friends was developed by a company called New Toy, uh, published by Zynga, and um, it is basically Scrabble, you know, that you can play online with people um there's also there was also a solitaire uh mode that I really enjoyed the solitaire mode that was kind of my jam um but you could it was connected through Facebook or just through regular username contacts um and then um you could also be randomly assigned through smart matches you know um there were community matches you know things like that um but it was cross platform when it was released it was on um iOS on Windows phone Android uh you could play it on Facebook Kindle Fire and a nook um there was a chat feature that you know you could use to to talk with your opponents and other people um and between 2010 and 2011 it was one of the top ranking games in the iOS app store uh there was an ad free and a paid version that uh had no ads. Um, in May 2017, Words with Friends was the most popular mobile game in the U.S. And then the sequel came out September 2017. I mean, and it really is basically Scrabble. It it has the the Scrabble distribution, the point values, all of it. It follows the Scrabble dictionary and remind me never to play with Bobby, as in our friend <laughs> uh, in Southern California. Because legal. Oh, I thought you meant Mr. Blackwolf. No, I mean I. I I know who you um, mean. Yeah, Barbara. Other Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she knows legal terms. We don't play with her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, you also have your double letter or triple letter, and then your double word and triple word, and it's you know, and then if a player can use all the seven tiles on a single play, also known as a bingo in Scrabble you get 35 bonus points um i got that once and it was amazing um so uh you know so you can also you know you, you get some different arrangements as you play it can change each time um you also have a reassign feature um and you can also pass your turn you can also swap to um and you can look up what tiles are left in your tile bag Um, so, yeah, it's a little, little interesting. You can get, like, power-ups for, like, word clue and word radar and things like that. Um, and then uh, there was a feature that was temporarily removed. It was called Hindsight that let a player pay for the opportunity to see what the highest scoring moves on the board were after the play was made. But they, they brought it back. Um, You have, you can do random, uh, uh, opponents. And actually, uh, in what I'm reading, uh, a lady in Chicago met up, uh, started chatting with an opponent from the Netherlands. They chatted the whole time and got married three years later. Sorry, two (laughs) years later. Wow. Um, another one in Georgia and Texas, um, uh, yeah, um, and there was even when I was reading about uh, an American player uh, communicating about an Australian oppo- uh, opponent's medical symptoms. Um, and the American, the lady, her husband was a doctor. He recommended a hospital visit, and it turned out that the opponent had a 99% blockage close to his heart. Oof. And, um... And actually on a 2012 episode of The Doctors, they were, they got to meet in person. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. Yeah. um, But at any rate, they did do a board game version.
1: (laughs) That's the part that blows my mind.
2: I know, right? It was a
1: board game called something else.
2: Yeah, but they they had like a Lux version with the rotating tile game board and a a travel to go edition and all kinds of shit. Um, I was looking at the the video for it rather incredulously. Um and actually Zynga this isn't the only game that Zynga has done physical versions of. There's Draw Something, Cityville edition of Monopoly, and some kids' games based on Farmville. Um in twenty nineteen, um, there was a hack of Zynga um that uh, compromised details of 218 million Words with Friends accounts, um, including names, email addresses, login IDs, hashed passwords, password reset tokens, phone numbers, Facebook IDs, and Zynga IDs. So hopefully they were able to get some of that resolved. Um, but but yeah, that's it. All right. Words, Words with fiends.
1: And I'm seeing mostly the comments in chat are kind of talking about like, I can't believe that this game is 10 years old. Like, <laughs> like that this because you know, as a reminder for the new fans of Orange Launch Radio out there, we might have a new listener or two every week. Uh, in order for a game to qualify as a classic game of the week, it has to be at least 10 years older or more, which is funny because this show's been on coming up on 21 years. So all of the time now in this segment, we're getting games where it's like, we literally talked about this game when it first came out, and now it's a classic game of the week. And I think there's people in chat very much feeling that this week.
2: <laughs> well, and also just uh, just uh, to say, I mean, th- the game had like a rather large impact. I mean, that's the other reason I brought it up. Oh, as no, yeah. Global games, this is the one everyone was playing.
1: Well, yeah, it's just earlier in the show when I was talking about NBA <laughs> All When I was t- talking about NBA All World, I was saying, you know, games that work very well on the cell phone are games that are designed with that cell phone environment and what your phone can and can't do in mind. And ironically, and I didn't even realize this, I mean, I knew what you'd picked earlier in the day, but I didn't realize it when I was saying those comments is that this actually really plays right into that. Words with Friends is a great example of really one of the, I don't want to say, one of the earliest, let's put it that way, mobile games that really did that. It did something on your mobile device, whether it's an iPad, iPhone, Android, you name it. It did it on that device that, like, a port of Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't do the same way. It made a yeah. uniquely mobile experience.
2: Well, yeah, this is the kind of game that lends itself very well to a touch experience. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, it for me, like I said, it was always the solitaire mode that was my favorite thing. And it was actually Words with Friends too that had that sort of linked circle mode. The kind of like a, a a crosswordish sort of thing, but you had to you know move the letters to unscramble them and make the words with the uh the given letters. Um, that led me to Wordscapes, mm-hmm. which I'm you know still pretty addicted to. I don't even know what level I am on that thing anymore.
1: But yeah, like
2: in the tens of thousands, I'll put it that way.
1: Um, I can't see in chat says up there with Farmville and Wordle. I mean, honestly, yeah, my words-
2: mother did Farmville. I was like no
1: and that's that's exactly it words with friends is one of those games where it's like you could play that with a grandparent and in, in, you know but depending if, on your family makeup or what have you but if
2: they made wordle with friends
1: i'm i'm sure someone's already trying to jump on that idea if they haven't already but mm. you know my point still stands this also was a hugely important game because for many people it was the first game that they were playing with somebody a generation or two older than them um, that maybe otherwise wasn't playing a lot of games, wasn't interested in playing Sonic, Mario Kart, whatever it is. But will, will grandma, grandpa play Word with friends? Yeah. So that's been a hugely transformative thing for some people. So,
2: And I look at it as sort of a return to the simplicity of retro games. Hmm. You know, our retro games, they may have been kind of difficult to play, but they were relatively simple to mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And games like this, you know, Farmville thing, whatever, they're all fairly simplistic in a similar way. Yeah. And something that would be really easy for someone to lose, you know, lose track of time or it would play into that addictive personality who like, no, I need to to buy this thing in here so I can do this other thing in the game and be better at it. Yeah. It doesn't make you better at it. But, But that was my thought, so
1: um let's see going uh other in chat i know you acknowledge this in chat but i want to say this for the sake of the podcast listeners uh dj roma s said thanks to your classic game last week i went and bought star ocean r <laughs> cool. uh, for switch so yeah that's that's another impact the classic game segment has sometimes it's like hey sometimes it makes you miss a game and you want to go check it out so you, your impact dark soccer your impact
2: i'm very impactful <laughs> Yay. Well, I and I did actually. I'm getting back to putting like my just a couple of screenshots from my Retro stream. So I did put up a couple of really nice uh pictures uh from uh, playing Star Ocean last night.
1: Um SGA 100 Matt says uh, true story though. My fiance said that one of the things that attracted her to me initially was when I beat her the one time in words with friends when we started dating.
2: That's cute. <laughs> Well I told you what happened when I moved out here Dan said I had to play through Strider yep. And Castlevania Symphony of the Night yep. And I did yep. and I beat Strider
1: Yeah I'm video video games are great For bringing people together Alan and I We weren't long distance dating But we were like medium distance dating Which means he lived in South San Francisco I lived here in Sacramento which you know Well that's
2: some distance yeah,
1: exactly. Which if you're not <laughs> from here that's like a two and a half hour drive On a good night um, maybe three and a half if the, one of the bridges is fucked. But, um, you know, I would go see him on the weekend, but during the week we would play world of Warcraft together and it was a way, and we could actually quest together. So it was like, we could hang out together in a virtual, isn't that cute?
2: It's us all playing WoW well together. Yeah. I mean, I don't kind of us. miss wow, but I miss us all playing the same game together.
1: Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Well, that's what makes it yeah. by daylight fun. when, when it works out that, you know, we all hop on that for, you know, a night
2: i'm planning on doing killer tonight unless people convince me otherwise
1: all right we'll see I'm, i may be around but i actually have to work tomorrow mm. <laughs> man these three-day weekends spoil me
2: all right well, this is actually officially starting my work week so my days off are, are sunday monday tuesday ah gotcha yeah
1: All right, well, let's get into some other news headlines. I mentioned there's not a whole lot going on in the gaming world this week, especially compared to other weeks, but we do have a few quick rapid-fire headlines to talk about, so let's go to Loki first.
3: Yeah, since we've been talking about Ubisoft and all the games are canceling, let's talk about some of the games that they're uh, reportedly working on, or at least rumors are working on. Um, One of those being some new uh, games in the Far Cry franchise, including a mainline Far Cry 7, and also a multiplayer Far Cry game. Probably a live service game or something like that. Um, of course, they're not going to comment on rumor and speculation. So I guess we'll wait until we find out what's going to be coming out. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, um, One of the rumors of part of that, though, actually was that it is going to be using the same engine, apparently, as their open world Star Wars game which I forgot that they had a Star Wars game. So
1: because you're not going to see it for years and years longer still, probably,
3: I guess. Yeah. Um, Then we've got some TV news, including that uh, Phoebe Waller bridge is set to be um, producing a Tomb Raider TV series for Amazon. Um, So that'll be interesting if that ends up happening and then I'm curious uh, if
1: it, i just real quick a tomb raider tv series is fascinating to me and i wonder if it would be a serial like if it would be the adventure of the week type of drama like a, I don't what was that what was that show called relic hunter or so it was one of those like it was like really bad over the top like xeno warrior princess hercules i think it was called relic hunter or something somebody in chat might know what i'm talking about i wonder if that's where they're gonna go a tomb raider please go to the I mean, please bring back xeno warrior princess that's basically what i'm saying <laughs> basically
3: okay. um yeah i don't know if it's gonna they, be that. oh
1: my god rama rama and i on the same wavelength that is it yep we already had a two raider series it's called relic hunter with tia Carrere. that was it it was tia Carrere's show fuck she was amazing well, i stopped she's not dead but you know she doesn't we don't see her in a lot of stuff anymore tia Carrere. Lit, that's it that's the tweet tia Carrere. <laughs> all right and
3: then not surprisingly, um especially after the good the great reception that the show's gotten already, uh Last of Us has been renewed for a second season.
1: Shocking no networks.
3: Yeah. Nobody's surprised by that.
1: Well, I trailer. If
3: it was on Netflix, it would have been canceled already.
1: <laughs> I guess shocking that hey, we we're we're actually having some video game media that sticks around these days not all of it does hello resident evil speaking of netflix but to be fair castlevania the anime did very well on netflix you know so there there's some video game media that's that's doing all right so congrats to last of us and the show's fair, i heard
3: the resident evil show was not good either so Uh, i guess that you know i guess that's fine
1: you win some you lose some yeah all right uh moving on dark sakura
2: Um so um wait is this really mine?
1: Yeah, I think it's a- Okay. Yeah.
2: I I don't follow these so I was surprised. Um there's going to be um another Splatfest uh the weekend of February 11th. Um it's going to ask uh if you like dark chocolate, milk chocolate or white chocolate. White chocolate isn't chocolate so they're going to lose. <laughs> um
1: that's that's why i said uh, that's why i thought you would be good for this one because i knew you would have something to say on the debate itself
2: <laughs> um, white
3: white chocolate's like the mayo of chocolate it's,
2: white no white chocolate is literally milk fat from making chocolate it is the refuse <laughs> in chocolate making
1: alan hates it too i don't mind it but i would absolutely be team milk chocolate in this fight no question.
2: The white. The purpose of white chocolate is a flavoring vehicle for other flavors, perhaps, like in my Kit Kats. Other than that, it is not chocolate. It is a vehicle and refuse. End or if, story. You,
3: if for some reason you wanted to dye your chocolate a color that is not brown, perhaps white chocolate would be helpful. That's about it.
2: Um, no, because it would still be that fake white chocolate sugar fat flavor anyway um so yeah this is starting on february 11th and going on through february 13th so uh go team cho- uh, dark chocolate
1: uh dark tetsuya and orange Ride are with you on team dark chocolate uh orange right says white chocolate will be the paper of this one uh, i can't see suggests oreos hershey's hugs and bark <laughs> for i guess white chocolate so yeah. White chocolate is is never eaten alone. It's always like it's like like Dark Saga said, it's it's a vehicle for something yummier. <laughs> All right. Um moving on, uh one other rapid storyline here is about uh Arcade One Up's latest announcement. They have announced a new Star Wars cabinet. But I was like, wait a minute. They've already released a Star Wars cabinet. Indeed, they have. So that's why I put this one in rapid-fire news. Because all this is, it's a 40th anniversary cabinet. It's going to be $600. It does have the newer look to it, where you actually have the coin door look on the front. Like, for instance, a lot of the um, quote-unquote older machines, which like Tron is only a year old. But now they're changing this front panel to look like a fake coin door. So the new Star Wars machines are going to have that coin door look on it uh, in part. Unfortunately, I don't hear that it has any new games in it. It's still just the same three games. But of course, what other games can you put in is a it Star the Wars full machine? size
3: cabinet or something? Though,
1: or? um, it is uh full col- No, because it has a riser, so it is. Not, it's not a full size oh. machine. Yeah. So, uh, but it does have that same flight yoke. I don't know if maybe they made improvements to the yoke because I I know some people are not fans of that. So, um, there's that. So if you want to pick up one of those, you can at the arcade one up website. But I'm thinking. A lot of folks that were interested in the Star Wars cab probably already picked it up. Uh, But if you really want the new artwork, there you go. All right uh let's get back into just another couple quick headlines we'll we're going to open it up pretty soon to your phone calls and feedback if you want to give us a call live you can head on over to our discord over at vog slash discord that's vog network.com discord and join the green room and that's where we'll be looking for any potential callers tonight um, meanwhile, let's get to some world release. I'm sorry, we didn't cover release dates yet. We should probably do that, and then we'll get into a couple last headlines here. So let's do release dates first. Loki in the U.S. All right. So
3: in the U.S., we have Backfirewall on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Uh, Trek the Yomi on Nintendo Switch. Eight Bit Adventures on PC. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition on Xbox One and Xbox Series. Power Washing Simulator, I guess it's Power Wash Simulator. That's on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Also, that wonderful Tomb Raider DLC coming out this week as well. Can't wait to play that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Raiden 4 Cross Mikado Remix on... Raiden. Whatever. Raiden, Raiden, Tomato, Tomato.
2: No, it's Raiden.
3: Fine, it's Raiden. Um, that is coming out on PC, Playstation 4, Playstation 5 Xbox One and Xbox Series Spongebob Squarepants and the Cosmic Shake on PC, Nintendo Switch, Playstation 4 and Xbox One and We Were Here Forever the DMV simulator No, <laughs> I don't know what that is but it's a puzzle adventure <laughs> game that's on Playstation 4 Playstation 5, Xbox One and Xbox Series and uh oh a couple more. Actually, uh, I was
2: really close to importing that game for the record, except it's Ride In 3, which is like the weakest one in the series. But the music is amazing.
3: Oh, this one says it's four. Hmm.
2: I said it was four. Um, The uh, PlayAsia one said Ride In 3. I'll have to double check it. Yeah, it's, That'd
3: be cool. it's it's four yeah it looks like um and then we've got football manager 2023 on playstation 5 rhythm sprout on pc nintendo switch playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one xbox series chef life a restaurant simulator on pc nintendo switch playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one xbox series Deliver Us Mars on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Fashion Police Squad getting its console release on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Uh, Life is Strange 2 on Nintendo Switch. Puzzle Bubble slash Bust a Move 2 Arcade Edition and Puzzle Bubble 3 and slash Bust a Move 3 S Tribute. On PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Uh, We have Helvelty on PC, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4. Joe Wander and the Enigmatic Adventures on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series. And that is it.
1: All right. Well, Japan's release calendar is looking a little smaller. Uh, If we go over to Japan and check out the Nintendo Switch, there's some accessories, but they're all third party. Like if you really want a Dorymon pouch for your Switch, cool. You can get that this week. Uh, But as far as games go, there's just one for the Switch this week on February 2nd, Life in Willowdale Farm Adventures. And that's a multilingual release release. Um, that's coming out there's also a dorymon wireless controller again as long as we're talking about third-party shit but i seem to recall that there was a dorymon game in last week's releases so i mean this is pretty well timed i suppose uh flying over to the playstation 5 guess what nothing until uh the wizard game comes out on february 7th in japan because i believe that is a worldwide release with everything else um otherwise yeah it's kind of a slow week in japan how about the UK, Dark Sakura? I think you're muted, a hard mute on Discord, because I see the icon.
2: Well, it's not even a worthwhile game to talk about. It's a SpongeBob SquarePants Cosmic Shake on the 31st.
1: Hey, I love SpongeBob, but I don't play the games.
2: (laughs) Also, for the record, for a certain game that is coming out in February, I'm not going to mention it at all. All right.
1: Uh, Moving on. Let's get into a couple quick headlines, and then we're going to wrap it all up here, see if there's some phone calls. Uh, let's go to Loki. Yeah,
3: so a judge has blocked Microsoft's request to pause a lawsuit brought by um, the what's it, Alito law firm and Joseph Saveri law firm on behalf of their plaintiffs, which were some gamers, I guess, um, who were basically trying to block the whole uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft saying that it's anti-competitive. Um, so I guess this is going to be going forward on top of all the other stuff that they're facing with the antitrust things. I don't see where individual gamers really get to have a say in which acquisitions happen or not, but okay. I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Just another day in the courtroom, right?
3: It just seems like it's a bit like ridiculous. Like You would think that you know, um, like, I I, I get where they're saying, like, anti-competitive and stuff, but, like, at the same time, how do you, like, really prove damages from that? Well, like, I don't understand, yeah. like, it just doesn't make any sense how you can say, oh, well, this is going to harm me specifically. It's like, well.
1: Well, and it's also just really reductive with what the antitrust process is supposed to do anyway. So it's it's basically right. a bunch of gamers saying we don't trust the government to do anything about it, so we're taking matters into our own hands, and then essentially a different branch of the government, judicial, is stepping in and saying, No. <laughs> that's that's well, basically what In it
3: this is. case they're saying yes because they're letting it go forward. They're blocking microsoft oh, no, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're like saying. It, I guess so, but So let what, the circus begin, I
1: guess. I don't I don't see how it goes anywhere. It's what again, this is what the antitrust process is supposed to do. This is it's silly. It's dumb, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last story tonight, Dark Sakura.
2: So, um, there is a um, a streamer in Japan known as uh, Mutekimaru, who basically has te- uh, Tetra Fish that play video games, like a lot of Pokemon, for example, um, using a motion sensor and, like, a, a motion board. Um Well, you know, and that by itself is actually kind of cool, and his fish are pretty good at it, apparently. But at one time, while he was live streaming Pokemon, he had stepped away for a break, and the game had crashed. And then it went back to the home screen, you know, like it does. And the fish kept on swimming, because fish, uh, swim. And then during the next seven hours, the fish managed to change the name of the Switch account twice. (gasps) logged into the Nintendo store they checked legal terms and conditions downloaded a new avatar <laughs> set up a PayPal account sent an email to confirm and uh, a video from the li- a video on the live stream actually showed this that's
0: amazing um,
2: and they were also seen adding 500 yen to uh Motokimaru's uh, Switch account um on from his credit card and it also exposes credit card details um and so at this point, you know, people were just all on about it. And uh, he said that um, that afterwards he's contacted Nintendo to, to see what happened and ask for a refund of his, you know, four bucks, 500 yen. Is this the plot and of
1: Sharknado 6? Like Sharknado shopping spree at the mall?
2: Tetranado.
1: <laughs> there you go. Tetra- Tetranado
2: and uh nintendo of course hasn't said anything but i mean this went to cnn so (laughs) i mean it's it's oddly enough and i mean and it literally i'm looking at this screenshot from uh from his uh, twitch and it's it's yeah wow
1: uh Obo 47 in chat says it wasn't a new release of skyrim no, I mean, the fish mm. probably could have bought that on the Switch <laughs> through the store place, I mean, but it, they didn't. It
2: would have had to have been just a perfect swim storm, <laughs> <laughs> a perfect, a perfect uh, current to to get that series of events to happen. At least he has a video proof that he had nothing to do with it.
1: Or as you might say, fish roda. Fish. Uh, fish Fish roda. What? huh it's an Elder Scrolls joke forget it
2: (laughs) alright yeah I don't like Elder Scrolls (laughs) I don't get it at all (laughs) sorry just
1: look in chat everybody's booing me alright uh sorry the the spirit of Drunami had possessed me for a moment alright uh Let's get to the Listener Roundtable where we invite you all to uh, participate along with the show. Uh, If you have questions for us, obviously we have a little extra time tonight. I'm happy to take questions in our chat over at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Uh, We also, at this point of the show, usually look for any emails. I feel like it's been dry January in our inbox. I
2: didn't even check. That's how much I forgot about it.
1: I don't think anything's there. Go ahead and look again. But uh, again, if you want to send us an email, participate. Do I need to spell it for you? Participate <laughs> at orangeloungeradio.com is the place to send your emails. At this
2: point, I want someone to send me an email. Just to
1: make sure it works.
2: <laughs> um, we got something about the audio fiction world cup.
1: It's it's junk. Unfortunately, the, junk. the no, spammers have our new address now. So we
2: have we've hardly gotten any spam.
1: Yeah, not compared to the old box. The old mailbox was way worse. I'm pretty sure somebody hate signed us up for a bunch of stuff because we dared to be people with a podcast when podcast was new so
2: because we're better than everybody what are you talking about
1: (laughs) and and so humble uh let's see uh loki i don't know if you have any last minute stories it's been a heck of a slow news week i think we covered just about everything but i will check anyway hell hell we had breaking news earlier in the show
3: i don't think so I, i i didn't see anything i mean it's not really much of a story there was a 30 second clip i guess it's a tv spot or something showing um a little bit more of the scene in the mario movie with donkey kong and mario and shocker donkey kong voiced by seth rogan sounds like seth rogan
1: you don't <laughs> say
3: he did not put on a, 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 a monkey accent um so yeah it's very disappointing that it's very not authentic to the voice of donkey Kong that we've grown to know and love all of the dialogue that donkey kong has blessed us with in the Ooh. myriad of games that he's been out in um are, are you just, saying I that they're setting up for a
1: sequel from based I on the 30 know. second clip
3: yeah they show cat mario i mean that's kind of funny
1: i mean the mario oh, movie cat looks cute Toad. yeah
3: i i'm gonna go see it i mean yeah
1: Um, Hulk 10 in chat says, is Loki going to play the new GoldenEye Game Pass update? You know, GoldenEye 007? Honestly, it's a miracle that that game came out. When you consider all the licensing that went into it, it was a Nintendo 64 game made by a now-owned by Microsoft company, Rare, with celebrity likeness of Pierce Brosnan with a property that belongs to the Bond estate. Like, do you know how many people had to sign off on this game getting released? So... Now it's here, and I mean, has it? I do Loki, did you check it out yet? It's on my to do list, but I didn't no, get to it this week. I,
3: I, haven't, I don't really have any nostalgia for it. I've played it a little bit with friends a long mm-hmm. time ago, back in the Nintendo 64, but like, I don't really have any nostalgia for it. So, yeah. um, I hear that the controls on Inten- on the Switch aren't great. Um, you need to like change those, but the Xbox controls are good,
2: sick, like the old one did.
1: that Uh, maybe i don't i wonder if it's it plays at a higher frame rate or what happens now i don't i want to check it out out of morbid curiosity but i'm kind of in the boat with loki to be honest i don't have the same like emotional attachment to GoldenEye 007 like most of you do because when that game came out if i was playing a nintendo 64 i tell you it was mario kart Mario Kart 64, and nothing but. Like, that was the only game we ever played in the college dorm on Nintendo 64. Hell, even my Super Nintendo and the old school Mario Kart was played. But as far as shooters go, we were playing Duke Nukem at that time. Because that was right around the same time when Duke Nukem was on PC. And we were able to play uh, because, you know, the, the old computers had the modems. And so I could call my neighbor in the dorm. It was just before, like... Wired internet and dorms became big, but you would call through the phone light. We would play Duke Nukem across the phone, and so we kind of did that instead of Goldeneye. So, when, um,
2: when I was in college, it was just Doom,
1: yeah, Doom, Doom as well. I was gonna say Doom 2, but I meant Doom also, but sometimes Doom 2. No,
2: for us, it was Doom. I think when did Doom 2 come out? I have to remember, but um, uh, okay. Why is it not giving me the right date for Doom 2? Okay, actually no, yeah, we were doing Doom 2 cuz that was uh 1994
1: and they weren't that, that was... far apart, the first two. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Hexen was the other thing, but we didn't I didn't get to play Duke Nukem until we had a LAN party at MobyCon mm. in 1996.
1: My friends at 1996. My friends at Sonoma State, they got T1 internet which was like the high speed fucking remember that that was like if you had t1 internet you were rich right so do you have a t1 yeah
2: you have a t3 (laughs) so
1: they got t1 internet in their dorms so they started the quake server and then that became the game we all played i would call into their server over the t1 or whatever from my thing and we would all fucking play the shit out of quake and the like the early team fortress mods and those types of things
2: so. When we had our, our Dreamcast and the uh, Ethernet adapter, Dan was really into playing uh, Quake on our Dreamcast for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Since we couldn't play PSO, so dumb. Like, why would they put out an online game that has the online capability but disable the thing that makes it go online?
1: uh dark Tetsuya says can we get a quake night going i think the remaster has crossplay. i'd be in i'd play so me dark Tetsuya, can we get like two other people to do it because then i only
2: if we do ascii quake
1: what the fuck is ascii quake
2: <laughs> it's in quake there is a mode to play it in ascii
1: Really, i didn't know that Guess i don't know if the is. i don't know if the remake because
2: i believe i have done quake as a classic game of the month and spoke on this at length i think
1: i don't <laughs> Somebody was asking me earlier today about something I said last week on this show, and I was like, "What was I talking about? I don't remember." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't remember what we talk about in this program. Are you serious?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Sorry, it was. Yeah, there was Quake Live, and then Quake Two had text mode.
1: I remember the um, console was built into Quake, but yeah.
2: Yeah, it was okay. Never mind. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh. Uh. I'm sorry, it was a mod. I'm, my apologies. It was a mod. So, but yeah, it's also very disorienting, but I've played it and I'm not fond of it.
1: But Dr. Tuya, yes, if we could get the people, I'd so be down for a Quake just for fun. So, uh, because the the remake is really, most people got it for free at some point, one way or another. It, it, is it, maybe it's still free for all I know. I don't know. But I'm sure it's on Game Pass, if nothing else. So, all right well with that People
2: in the chat i did link a video to text quake
1: <laughs> let me see this because i'm not sure i've ever actually Let's see how and we have the time so i might as well take a look oh god this looks terrible but like doesn't it in one of those like i'm gonna actually fast forward a little bit here in the clip so we can actually see this dark soccer this actually looks worse and i and to describe what i'm seeing for the podcast listeners is that it literally is the entire screen is made up of ASCII characters, meaning like you know text characters with the keyboard and things like that. If you're not familiar with the term ASCII, but it's like it's it's one of those. See, you know what that reminds me of? Like those pictures where, like, if you stand way back in the room, then you can tell what it uh, is. But if you're looking close up, if
2: you see the, do you see the sailboat?
1: Not 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 it's those a schooner. But, sim- but similar, <laughs> yes, similar to that vibe, yes. How could you how could you possibly play a video game like this? Yeah, as you're I'm, I'm getting a headache watching that same. Yeah, it is the novelty.
2: All right. I like to play Gotchamon Quake. Well, with that, we
1: are at the end of the program. So I'm gonna go around and get everybody's final thought and wrap things up. But I do want to say thank you very much for listening to the show. I know it was a little shorter tonight, but sometimes there just isn't as much gaming news. I hope everybody had a wonderful week. I hope you have a great week ahead. I hope you're enjoying playing things, whether it's new surprise releases like Hi Fi Rush or, you know, or Forspoken, something you were waiting for, or just the same old shit if you're still playing Dead by Daylight. That is fine too. Or whatever it is. Um I- If you enjoyed what you heard here at Orange Lawns Radio, tell a friend or two about the show. Help us spread the word because we are the show where every gamer has a voice, but we need more voices here to put out on air. So a nice five-star review wherever you found this show goes an awful long way. A site like iTunes or Spotify uh, helps an awful lot, and uh, we just appreciate those words of mouth. Social media shares, they work great as well. Um, We're at the end, so let me go and get final thoughts for the night. Dark Sakura, as usual, I'll start with you because I know you're going to go play on your own stream after the show tonight.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, get back to trying to adept my killers and try to remember how to play most of them. Um, I actually even have it as a redeem now that you can force me to play nurse. Oh wow! Heaven help me. Good luck. Remember, I got my adept because they gave it to me. I am going to have to play her eventually, but I suck at nurse. Like I would play blight better than nurse, and I suck at blight too. Twins. Actually, I'm kind of okay at Twins now, kind of, sort of. Um, but I did uh, I did totally already adept Pig and Freddy because they are my mains, and I did them in one try, so it wasn't it was a big deal. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I think I might go back to the adept thing, but if I get sick of it, who knows? Maybe we'll swift.
1: All right. Well, have a great stream, and we will talk to you next week in February. Because I can't believe it's already going to be February. All right. Right? Yeah, exactly. All Thanks. right. Uh, Loki, we'll go to you. What's your final thought tonight? I'm tired. That's it. (laughs) You're tired. You need a nap. I understand. Uh, my final thought is, um, I'm, I haven't done personal streaming in, in a few weeks. Cause again, as I talked about at the top of the show, I've had some personal stuff going on, especially this week. I am looking at trying to pick up some more narrative games, especially now that I've let my wow subscription lapse and my only MMO I'm playing now is final fantasy 14. I want to try to really play through some single player games. I definitely want to do the, um, final fantasy pixel remasters when those release on switch PlayStation and that whole thing. I might close the gap on some Pokemon games I'm really behind on. I really have an itch to go back and finish Pokemon Arceus, which I know, like, why would I do that when I still need to beat Scarlet and Violet? Because I'm at the point now where I'm like, if they're working on a quality of life update for Scarlet and Violet, then why don't I wait for that update? It's this very weird day and age we live in where it's like, now I know a patch is coming, so I'm going to wait for the patch till I finish the game. It's weird how that goes sometimes. But anyway, that's it for me. Uh, We'll see you again in a week. Thank you so much for being here tonight, everyone. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful week and good night.
0: You've been listening to Orange Lounge Radio. Orange Lounge Radio is a production of OLR Studios. To join us for our live show, tune into vognetwork.com Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Orange Lounge Radio nor VOG Network, but you know they were all still true.